0: Do you need any little energy fruit snacks? (laughs) For sure. Fruit snacks.
1: Dewy face, nude lip with a gloss. Oh, and rosy cheek. They need to look like they're cold and melting.
0: Hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Erenez. And I'm Patricia. And Patricia, again, thank you so much for being back in the workroom with me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yay. Um, and welcome, all you listeners. And for those of you who are just joining us, um, this is the penultimate episode of this season of Project Runway Two Point Bravo. And um, if you aren't familiar, just letting you know, you can check us out on facebook.com forward slash the workroom, on Instagram at the workroom podcast. And we also have a cheat sheet for this week. And, um, that's, uh, we will, I'll prompt you when that's, um, when that comes up and the link to that is in our show notes. So just click on that. And then there's a visual of the runway looks and, uh, usually they're in runway order. Um, they're a little bit different this week, but, but typically that's, that's the way they are. And also feel free to send us your questions, any gossip or any rants to us at our Gmail account in the workroom at gmail.com. And that's I N T H E Workroom at gmail.com. And I'm compiling those for a special episode for all three of us. That includes also Nayland. Um, so we'll have like a special episode where we'll answer everything and also have like a little talk with all three of us together sometime after the season is over. All right. Oh my oh. goodness. So, first of all, um, let's get into this episode right away. We are three months into the future. Once we kind of like, you know, so last episode we find out our final four and this is the episode where we get our our long drawn out critiques. So Christian Siriano is flying all over the country to visit our final four Um, and let's begin with Nancy. (laughs) All right. So. Yeah, we're kind of like a couple of weeks past the halfway point. Um, If you guys remember, if you guys will remember, they get five months to put their collections together. And um, we kind of open on Christian walking by. I know they're going to call in the Rocky Steps because they are the Rocky Steps, but it's also the Philadelphia Museum of Art (laughs) and also AKA Nancy's town. And um, we get to Nancy's apartment, which I feel like is probably not where she actually lives. I think this is her live workspace for the duration of the competition where she has maybe like a sleep space. And then next door is her actual studio. So um, our first scene of Nancy, of course, is just pure joy and pure glee to see Christian Siriano. The two of them have a very special relationship. It's been really wonderful to watch. Um, and yeah, so we get a look at her space and it's just, the the thing that Christian, first of all, kind of harps on is that she's super, super organized. She has yeah, a lot yeah. done so far. And, you know, I have to say, it's really... Okay, for this to be the first studio, I always... I think it's really great to see just how all of the designers divvy up their time, especially if you're given, like, five months, and then this is something that is life-changing for, for a lot of these designers. How are you going to dedicate that time are you going to keep working? Are you, are you going to be, you can go back to your real life, but also how do you, you know, as artists, we can talk about like, how do you make time for your practice? And so we see Nancy is retired from her corporate job and she's really, she's got like shelves everywhere. She's got stuff on mannequins. She's got everything organized. So let's, get to their interaction here so the concept of her collection she tells christian is that it's going to be a zero waste wearable art and um she also wants her collection to be inclusive and so we've gone on um about that but it just it also seems as if and she you know she actually blatantly says it that the olympic episode really changed the way she thinks about her clothes so she wanted to design something for differently abled bodies and also wanted something that's, you know, that, that is kind of elevated in terms of design. Patricia, Nancy's on your bracket. Yes. What were your thoughts on this? Like, how, do you, how did you feel with this visit? I
1: mean, it was very Nancy in mm-hmm. the sense that it did not waste a minute. I was not surprised that Nancy had Monthly charts and like gaunt <laughs> charts of her progress on the walls. I, I was also very excited for Nancy and just seeing that she, that um, Nancy kind of just got to work. Mm. Um, I thought this whole idea, and I don't, I don't know if this is the right time to talk about it about this creativity business and charts business.
0: And, yeah, why not?
1: Okay, okay. Um, I was really actually delighted to see all those charts <laughs> because <laughs> uh, although I don't, I don't like print things and put them up like that. I, mm. I have a notebook for that.
0: <laughs> you mean, so, like On the wall, like, you know, like yeah. stick a pen in them.
1: Yeah, no, I don't do that, but I do do that same exact process on a notebook. <laughs> mm, yeah. So not, I don't do the bullet journal thing. That's like, I don't, I don't know what that is, but, but I, I do my own version of that. And so I was really interested that Chris, mentioned, oh, Nancy is so regimented, everything is so re- regimented, and then it's not, you know. And I think that this is a big pitfall of mm. creative, like perceptions of creativity, where mm. people think, oh, like, inspiration just comes to you, and you're, like, just gonna, like, cruise and surf the wave of inspiration, as opposed to, no, there che- there's also checklists, so you don't forget things. Mm-hmm. There's also... Calendar, So you keep reminding yourself of how much time you have to do this or that. Mm-hmm. So I really related to this relationship between like what Christian named regimented. I kind of just saw it as planning. Yeah. Right. So, um, but it, this, con- this like, perception of creativity and creativity on a deadline, which is what this is also, right. is regimented versus chaos. And I was sort of like, well, it's more like planning and spontaneity, right? Mm -hmm. Why do these things have to be so mutually exclusive? And I know for me, they're not. So seeing Nancy, um, seeing the walls of Nancy's organization, I was not surprised, it made sense to me. And knowing what we know of Nancy, it was not surprising, but I think it allows us to have this very conversation about what we expect of the creative process.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, because I think about how, and we've had this conversation all podcasts where my, okay, looking at Nancy's workspace puts me to shame because I, I am, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not like in the middle of fantastic clutter or anything like that, but I'm definitely am not a, what, I guess what Christian Siriano would say as a regimented You know, I don't have shells everywhere. (laughs) I don't like I have the way I work is uh, we're probably, you know, we're probably drive some people crazy or probably drive you crazy also. But I I understand that people don't perceive me that way. People think that I'm very ordered and organized. And and it's interesting to see Nancy, who we've seen throughout this competition, is just not willy nilly in a sense, but definitely organic in the way she approaches stuff. So I'm yeah. glad you pointed that out because that's what Christian's seeing as a dissonance. Christian, I think even remembering his season is incredibly regimented inside and out. <laughs> like yeah. he's, he's outwardly regimented. And then I remember when Tim Gunn goes to visit him at his apartment at the time, he was so freaking organized, had so much done in a small space. I remember he was, I think, I, I think he was living in a place where it was like six by six six feet like a cell just to think of where he's come from but even in that space he's like well I have to be really organized because my apartment's so small and I remember thinking oh my god like my apartment the all the six by six foot space would be filled with with stuff (laughs) just like clippings everywhere um but yeah yeah it all kind of has to do with that stuff but also Nancy comes from she's very successful in his corporate job and you kind of have to it just felt very corporate and 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 expected also someone who's mm-hmm. running meetings and keeping a calendar on a daily basis and with a routine. I mean, that's why I also thought was so smart that she has this whole apartment to herself. Like, where's her husband? We didn't meet him. <laughs> He's at home. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well,
1: yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, it. I, I guess it didn't feel that corporate to me, hmm. but, um, but I, I think to a lot of people it will feel corporate because it's quote, quote, organization. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but I also think that your working space may not look like that, may not have shelves and have that kind of order, but mm-hmm. I think it has its own order.
0: Yeah, right? exactly. And
1: I don't want to downplay that. I And, and that's why I kind of called it planning, mm. not order. order, because, yeah, Nancy is a planner. And I think you plan a little bit too. It just doesn't... It, it looks like planning to you.
0: Yeah, right? it, def- it you definitely
1: does. <laughs> like n- n- the Nancy style, it looks like planning to us too,
0: you you're
1: know? Right. So I think, but it's still a form of planning. It's a form of order. It's just not um, what we expect from creative people, yeah. right? It's like, oh, there's all this wild creativity and then there's total chance. And it's like, well, usually no, there's a process and you're either open to spontaneity, hopefully, or mm-hmm. not, Right. And, um,
0: yeah. I, I mean, and we I, can talk a little bit about that spontaneity, and also, I mean, because that's part of Nancy's process and how the clothes looked yeah. in her space. Well, and well
1: the, the, the editors have only really given us a view into Nancy's spontaneity, the wild creative spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Because I think Nancy's a planner, and I've thought this before, in mood also.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like her use of horsehair is so smart it's it's not everyone's cup of tea perhaps but for instance there was a whole shelf with like labeled horsehair in her <laughs> in her studio so she definitely has been using that um you know everything's labeled and so we were actually able to see what her materials look like um but yeah I mean and also in terms of well okay just like your first impressions of what we saw when Christian visited, did you have, okay, I'll just say, I was very worried by the colors that she was using. Um, but again, it is very Nancy, lots of grays and, uh, lots of texture. So there's, there's, you know, stuff going on, but, um, you know, in terms of being actually drawn to what she was working on, We don't really see much or hear much from Christian in this visit. Um, Or I would say I I didn't write down much that I really thought was helpful to hear. Um, But just visually, I was just like, okay, all right. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I thought I, I, in my notes, I wrote that Christian said the silhouettes were beautiful and so are the fabrics. Mm -hmm. Um, And Christian said something that I thought was really good for Nancy to keep Mm -hmm. her, ears you know awake for uh, or aware of you know it's already a moment without having to try too hard
0: yeah yeah
1: you know and I thought oh that is true for everybody but also Nancy because Nancy Nancy's excitement is really wonderful to watch it's really wonderful to experience it's it's a great energy to be around but Mm -hmm. sometimes people like that can lump on to many things that Are reflective of their excitement, not necessarily of what they were actually working towards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really good for um, Christian. And actually, Christian to say, Nancy said something that I really liked hearing. Nancy said during this segment, "I will create pieces that are worthy of being in my collection."
0: What did did you? Yeah, I do remember that. Did you have any reactions
1: to that? Because I had some specific reactions to that.
0: I mean, I mean, I feel like. Well, you know, I I think she's trying to follow her. It's it's all it's another way of her saying, I'm going to do what my gut tells me, because she has been using that word throughout the season, Mm -hmm. even when Christian comes over and says, I need you to change something. I feel as if she has this deep seated idea of what she really wants to do. It also felt like. I don't think it was any type of um, um, adjustment of what Christian said. I think she's, it's, it sounded as if she's going to take that, but then still like do something that she really thinks is beautiful for her and not necessarily something that she feels is going to conform to, you know, outside criticism kind of, does that make sense?
1: It does. It does. And I, I, I agree with you. I had, I think that's true by the way. Um, and, and when she said, when Nancy said this, you know, I, I will create pieces that are worthy of being in my collection, I actually read that as including what you said, and also including something that contained, like, what the larger vision for fashion's role... So I think that contained mm-hmm. Nancy's own lar- larger vision for fashion's role in people's lives, kind yeah. of beyond what the market currently allows for, or at least the dominant market currently allows for. Mm-hmm. So I thought hey, that's really cool, because if I had heard Sergio say, I will create pieces that are worthy of being in my collection, I would have thought, narcissistic twerp, <laughs> please pay attention, pay attention to what you're doing. But from Nancy's context, this is, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not necessarily designing, I'm designing for myself, but also for people to feel certain things when they wear my pieces, mm-hmm. so I have to make pieces that are worthy of them, worthy of that, yeah. worthy of of, of these different hopes and these different possibilities. So I, I just enjoyed hearing that. And I thought, you know, it was the kind of thing that someone might hear and think she's such a snob. And I thought, no, I think Nancy's actually holding their creative process mm-hmm. to something, to something higher than themselves, And I really, I really liked that.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because it made me think of, so every time Christian goes and visits one of the designers, they have a little activity together And their activity is, um, so Nancy is in the art museum district in Philly and from her window, she can see the museum steps, AKA the Rocky steps. And they, they run over there. And so both you and I are very familiar with Philadelphia and, um, they're running up the steps in front of all these other people who are just clearly... They have no idea who any anyone is. They don't know Christian Serrano. Like, why are these why are these boom mics all over here? What's going on? Um, most likely tourists, probably not people actually from Philly. But the, there are banners in the background for the show that was up at the moment that just came down. I think yesterday. So we're, we're filming. We're we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, called Designs for Different Futures. And I had to pause it just to see what was what, what that was because I, I saw futures and I saw designs and I was like, huh, what what is that show? Because I didn't know that that show was up there. But the show is very much incorporates this idea of very um, well inclusive design, but forward thinking, quote, unquote, what are these futures? And um, they do address and I went online, you can go and, and look at the exhibit, it's going to travel. But in a way, it, it's having a conversation with what I think Nancy is trying to do with her collection and this idea of, um, you know, just um, like imagining and think and designing for a larger purpose. So that I mean, it, it looks as if the exhibition itself was very looking at actual technologies, and then imagining future technologies. And I was like, huh, that's, that's, I want, I just kind of, for some reason, I was like, I don't think it's a coincidence. But I also am wondering um how it influenced Nancy being in Philly at that time. It was a major exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um She probably went and, and, and used it, especially as she's in the district. But just kind of, thinking of this larger goal that she has that, that you mentioned I I you know I yeah I don't know I think it's a really it's really apt but also very authentic for Nancy
1: yeah um, yeah yeah I agree
0: anything else to say about this little this trip with Christian in Philadelphia
1: <laughs> no no I, I thought Nancy had a great visit
0: yeah I did too um yeah, I mean, in, in talking about, you know, empathy and um, creativity and ambition and humility, we're going back to New York City because it's time <laughs> to visit.
1: You haven't even we're, said it, and I'm laughing.
0: We're gonna, I mean, do you hear it? Do you hear it in my voice? I, I think we're going I hear it. it in your silence. Because this is a thing. <laughs> You know where I am right now? I'm I'm in Houston. I'm in Houston, Texas. And Houston, Texas is this place that is in you know, Texas itself is a place that, that births people who talk about Texas all the time. How much they're from here, how much how much bigger things are here, you know, I'm um, I'm in I'm staying with some friends, some dear dear friends, and all over their apartment they're like outlines of the state. Everyone loves talking about Texas. Um, you know, uh, you know, Austin's not too far away. It's just this thing. So when we're walking down this very familiar street, it looks like it's Tribeca or maybe the meatpacking district, one of those like old parts of New York City. I'm just like, hmm, who are we going to visit back in New York City? Are we going to see Jeffrey? And Christian walks into this apartment building, opens up the door. And who is it, Patricia? Who's in New York City? Sergio. I mean, okay. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, aren't aren't you we've been hearing about where you're from? Okay, so I went along with it. I'm like, okay, perhaps he's pulling sort of like a Nancy, but on steroids. You know, Nancy didn't bring the crew to her house. We have not met her husband. You know, they live on their golf course, or whatever. So you know, we have an art museum <laughs> district apartment for Nancy and then we have the same thing for Sergio where he moved all the way to New York City but who do we who's also there it, 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 Cade Cade Cade's also there. It's like okay, all right. So Sergio moved his his boyfriend to New York too, you know, for support, you know, just just emotional support. Um and uh, we, we go in and Sergio and Serge like, this is my boyfriend cable, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, yeah, so this is where we make our things. You know, we do everything in here. And I'm like, who's we and what is everything? Do you live in New York? And I was like, this is this is just like the most egregious thing. This is the cherry on top of the Sergio-ness where I'm like this whole time. You know, I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I was and that and, and especially with never mind, you know, it's like, but I-
1: did you notice how ugly the painting is in the back? <laughs> There's this like really ugly painting that totally fits with what Christian ends up saying about the clothing. I won't say that just yet, but it's sort of like. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't well, maybe it's Airbnb, maybe it's Airbnb and they couldn't take the painting out, but
0: maybe, but it's like, I'm maybe it is an Airbnb. I'm hoping because otherwise it's really, I, I did, I'm so confused. Like does his 45 to 60, you know, rich ass Texan demographic fly out to Manhattan to buy his $50,000 dresses. And then also I'm like, well, maybe you do have the bona fides to be so arrogant because you've got. This apartment up in Triba, I you know, I'm so confused. But also walking in, I I clocked these sketches on the walls that I thought were Sergio's sketches. I'm like, of course you would put your fashion sketches on the wall, just lining the hallway, so that's the first thing you see. Um, I don't know. I I I didn't. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't notice the painting because I just was so in. I was just so confused. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's get into this visit. Um, we, okay. We get to the close here. Um, and I have to say during this section, it took me a long time to take my notes because I kept stopping it and writing down everything Sergio was saying, um, because we're, we're just going to have to talk about this. It was just peak Sergio and, Anyway, so we walk into his 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 uh, his room. Cade lets him go by saying, I'll let y'all enjoy. And I'm just like, you can't fool us, Cade. We're in New York City, not in Texas. And Christian looks at the sketches, goes, oh, my God, look at this. This is so cool. And it looks like, you know, it's it, everything has been set up. It, it, there's a storyboard um, with his sketches, but also Sergio's... Storyboard for his story time So let's 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 get into It okay Sergio Goes so the Inspiration for this collection Is about how global warming Is affecting our Planet and then you know Pause for uh, Christian's here on his face going like okay here we Go Then then he began Then he continues I'm Focusing on the melting of the glaciers And the ice caps the collection is going to start in a solid state. That means ice is Christian. Ice is solid. <laughs> I know science and most subject matters around fashion. And I know that those things are terribly difficult for you because you're all stupid. Your head is very small. Um, so let me let me, uh, you know, just get into it. After afterwards, it's going to transition to something liquid. That's another state, if you will. Liquid. And then finally, and where well, we don't have these beautiful glaciers anymore, so I've soaked them up into my conceptualization and I will have sewn them all up into 10 garments. And although I have sacrificed the planet and Manhattan, and it's no more because the sea levels have risen and drowned everybody, there is no more Manhattan after my collection has walked down the runway. And then what we are left with is my genius rendered in upcycle fabrics I bought from Mood. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, there's so much there where he's just like, wait, go ahead.
1: And my clientele is Texan OPEC money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but let's talk about the environment.
0: (laughs) Thank you for answering Christian Siriano's follow-up question where he hears all this. He's like, so... uh, well, how else are you being sustainable? Yeah, I mean, he could dive, you know, not, not divest, but he could, again, I'm in Houston. There's uh, The people who have money here are oil people. Even though the stock markets are going crazy right now, OPEC is going nuts at the moment. Actually, yeah, I know. Did you hear? they? they you,
1: yeah, thanks, Russia, for starting a price war. Did uh, you read about it?
0: Oh, yeah, no. I Yeah, yeah it's, it's going crazy. It's nuts. The markets are... are insane right now and i thought about this i was like well you know oil money are they rich enough are they still gonna be rich enough after today to buy sergio's dresses (laughs) you know like they're doing their thing for the environment it's kind of balancing out you know he's soaking up the glaciers into his fringe cocktail dresses and you know they're they're still drilling for oil but at least they're supporting the person who's saving us from ourselves which is you know it's a, it's a cycle of humanity going on right here. Yeah. yeah. Naturally. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So many things are happening here. I, and also I, with, okay. I, I'm so, this is weird how angry this makes me. I don't even know him. So we have, so Christian asked that question, like, can you go beyond this? Like what, how are you also being sustainable in other parts of your collection? And he goes, Well, actually I'm making my own leather. It's it's made from kombucha. <laughs> That's better and better. And it's like, you know, he's just like, you know, it's, compl- it's a it's complicated product. It's just it's too it's it's too complicated to explain for you and your tiny, tiny, tiny head. So I'll have to show it to you. And he goes, Momze, momze, can we use your bathroom? Momze mumsy is our kitty cat and so like mumsy it it also first of all another flex their cat has their own bathroom in this apartment which means that they have another one Mm. this is a this is at least a two bathroom apartment in new york city what's happening so many people make me angry here
1: yeah they need a separate bathroom so they don't have to smell cat pee and the
0: pungentness of kombucha i mean it is okay so They go into this. I don't know if you've ever heard of this process. I've never heard of it. And also I was so mad. I didn't do any research for it. I I wrote in my notes. I'm like, I don't feel like researching this.
1: (laughs) I have, I have not heard about it. Um, I have not heard about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think if, okay, we, I guess we can compare it to Nancy. If Nancy were doing this, I probably would have researched this and thought, oh my gosh, so crafty. This is so (laughs) interesting. But because it's in one of at least two bathrooms in a New York apartment in Manhattan that I didn't know that Sergio and his boyfriend Cade were living in, and I'm not sure if they actually do live in, and maybe it's their second home, I just am like, you know, it just looks like a long process. I am so I was so critical. I'm like, why isn't it done by now? You have two, only two more months. Can you really make fabric out of this if it's still in your tub? So, So listeners, if you didn't watch this part, um, they open up into Mumsy's bathroom. Uh-oh. Patricia, are you there? Hello? Hello. You know
1: what? I didn't hear anything you said after, for like, I don't know, after the bathroom.
0: Oh, okay. It's bathroom. Oh, no. So you came in and out. So that sound soundless Skype. <laughs> just making sure. No, I just said that, I just describing um, what was on camera. So they go into Mumsy's bathroom. They kick Mumsy out and in the bathtub there is just like this it looks like a like a brown gooey substance in water and um Sergio is explaining that you have to feed it so it's it is um i it's fermenting um aka rotting and they're feeding it with sugar to ferment or make the fermentation process blah blah, blah. and um it's completely grossing Christian out where he's just like i this is whoa this is actually too much for me to look at I'm pretty sure it's probably breathing a little bit you know it just it, it looks like this really visually um compelling process that Christian is not really into because <laughs> he's like let's leave here and actually look at some clothes because if I don't um I'm gonna I'm gonna just ruin Mumsy's bathroom and uh I'm pretty sure Mumsy's is probably i don't know i how how is mumsy able to live in there also mm. i feel for mumsy
1: yeah and let's just think this through here so yes. while Christian was thoroughly um you know just disturbed by the, the pungentness of this smell mm-hmm. right i'm th- you know sergio casually says oh i have to feed it honey yeah. So you're working on this supposedly sustainable leather alternative by fermenting kombucha that you have to feed honey to. So where are you going to get all this honey? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I, I don't eat honey for other reasons, but for a long time I was vegan and I ate honey. So a lot of people didn't actually consider me a vegan for these exact things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's a lot of politics around sustainability and bees and honey. So I'm like, okay, and by the way, this is not, these are very, to me, they're like, you have to just make, I don't know, very informed choices. But if your whole message is on, I'm not going to be a drain on the planet, then what about the bees? Yes. (laughs) So it's sort of like not really thought through because I guarantee you, it's going to take a lot more honey to make this leather. Yeah. Use upcycled leather.
0: Exactly. I mean, and that's another thing. Like you could, you have upcycled fabrics like your organza's and your fringe is probably upcycled. You can also upcycle your leather. And at the same time, I didn't do any research about this kombucha mess. I don't know how long it would take to do something or to make something that you can actually use. So even practically speaking, um, you know, what else do you have to feed it? Do you have to feed it? Do you have to change the water? Um, You know, I don't, I don't know. Like uh, what, I, the energy that's being put into it, but also are we even really going to be able to see or use this fabric? Is it something that you can just say in your head that you're, I don't know. It just, it feels so frivolous and, and weird and, and unnecessary. And again, yeah, yeah just okay. it's conceptually weak. So, yeah. Cause what does it's kombucha like, have to do with the, the glaciers?
1: Well, I think nothing. I mean, nothing, but I think it's just, oh, here's a process. Here's a, an environmentally friendly process.
0: Right. But right. If, you're,
1: if you're taxing bees, and again, it's it's really ironic that I'm saying this because for years and years, I did eat honey. <laughs> you know, but um, And now I don't, only because I'm not supposed to have sugar. Otherwise, I still would be. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I don't eat that much of it. But either way, it's like, I don't know, think it through. Yeah. Especially if you're Working with a method that is more sustainable, upcycling. So
0: yeah, and it's yeah, and even if you want to use honey, like there's a way of incorporating it to your collection or to your process that is authentic and um, productive. You know, there is a way of doing that where it just so it doesn't seem as if you're just tacking it on, which is what his clothes look like so far
1: um yeah
0: yeah um I mean Christian is trying his best and and I I really appreciate the fact that I mean he's doing his job so he has to give him feedback and the editors have to put this in being so sterile and <laughs> but you know Sergio is pretty un- impervious to any kind of criticism we all know that he's wrapped himself up in his confidence um it's it is difficult to figure out a language to save Sergio from himself. But at the same time, it's like, do you really want to, does it really matter? Um, Because Christian tries and says like, look, listen, Um, your fringe, I see where you're trying to go with this. You're trying to make it look like icicles, but it doesn't, it's not giving off that effect. Fringe means something aesthetically and fashion wise, just because in your head, white fringe kind of simulates like icicles. The way you're using it looks like a, sal- a saloon slash Victorian lady um, is just hanging out in your two bedroom, two bathroom apartment in Tribeca. Like it doesn't make any sense. It looks, I'm, he didn't say dated or, or those words like old lady. Um, but he did bring up the key word of costume. Um, and I I thought that his take on using darker fringe as something that takes it away from how cheap or also how I don't know it just it it did look like a saloon type deal like how specific those that fringe was doing because it, it's it's distracting it it really does look like he made a really nice off the shoulder blazer and then decided to stick on some stuff at the bottom of it yeah so. I. I...
1: I, I heard this and I thought, Sergio, listen to what Christian is saying. This is what feedback is good, good for. Yeah. It, gra- it gets you outside of your own head. But Sergio is very unwilling.
0: No. I mean, and I think Christian gives up at the end because he just tells him, like, listen, Sergio, I'm really excited to see what you're going to do. You're going to push yourself. Just make sure you do something that you've never done before. And yeah, there we go. Period. Let's go. And you know, I think Christian's parting words were so funny because I'm like, he's not going to do that. I mean, you know it, but you have to say it to get it on a camera. Um, uh,
1: you know what else is frustrating
0: about this whole Sergio political and and
1: referencing situation? I could talk is about that...
0: this all day. What else is? What else are your
1: thoughts, <laughs> Would you <say> that, Please, <laughs> right? I know, but well, there's one thing that I, uh, I I may have said this before, or or maybe not, I'm, but. Sergio has been criticized, and rightly so, for being too referential hmm. in in, de- in designs, right? Exhibit A. Exhibit B, Christian is a politically motivated designer, okay? So where, where and when has Christian... I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me, oh. I, I need to begin again. Okay. When and where has Sergio mm-hmm. ever referenced other designers doing either political work hmm. or... Like this is the time, (laughs) this right here. If if you are going to play with references, Hmm. play on references, play on fashion and stylistic references that have to deal with your themes. Yeah, Sergio has never done that. Nope. Ever.
0: Nope. Never.
1: Like political hot button, gonna press it. You know. So I thought, my God, this is such a missed opportunity because Franco Cesani before she passed and. I think in 2011 or 2010 did this fantastic Vogue Italia editorial fashion spread thing where all about climate change, where the models were dripped in oil, birds were dead. I mean, I don't know. It was probably not very ethically made. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe they were play birds. I don't know. But what I mean is that, <laughs> what I mean is that at least it, 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 the the idea to use fashion to generate a conversation is not particular to you, Sergio. There's a lot of designers and a lot of industry activity around that. So this was an opportunity to reference that, I think. Mm. But gone.
0: Yeah. No. No, I mean, I totally agree. Because, um, you know, you would but you would, you would think with, um, like, just being so politically minded and blah, blah, and, like, trying to incorporate all these things that... Um, you know, – And I'm being hard on Sergio. This doesn't have to be their activity. I mean, for God's sakes, like Nancy ran up the the rocky steps. But Sergio's activity with Christian is to go play soccer <laughs> at Chelsea Piers. At pretty Chelsea sure. Piers in his league, which means Sergio lives in New York City. He has a soccer league. I just, I was just like finding all. I'm like, oh no, he's <laughs> in, in New York. I-
1: I also thought this whole, like, what is this editorial pull of the show, you know? I know. uh, No, not Christian. Sergio is going, oh, do you want to go look at some boys in short shorts? And I'm like, aren't they wearing parkas? It looks like it's freezing out. None (laughs) of them wearing shorts. Half the team is wearing pants, but they're all acting like they're going to hang out with RuPaul's pit crew, you know? (laughs) But it doesn't matter. It's the idea. So gay leisure activated, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, they're like... Yeah, it's 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 it's, even Christian. So Christian puts on this cute little outfit that says like number seven. It's backwards. So I think the number ought to be on the back. But he puts on the front because he doesn't play the sports. And, you know, he's got a hoodie on. He's got like two pairs of pants and shorts and just like, you know, kind of going around anyway. So that's their activity. And and anyway, so we cut from Christian doing something he would normally never be doing to something that is, I think, equally as improbable, which is walking down a sidewalk in Los Angeles. So we cut from like, you know, cold, cold, cold New York. And then Christian going, we're in L.A. We're outside. We're with the wilderness. Look at this. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just like, you know, he just like inhaled a little bit of that kombucha into his brain like the fermentation is like the kombucha baby is just lashed on his brain it's it's just uh, anyway i thought it was just so hilarious <laughs> anyway so who are you meeting in in la patricia we are meeting victoria who's not too good not too bad no 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 she's just, you know she's here it's just like it was everything was bad two months ago but it, you know, she's all right. not not great her hair is even bigger and she's even like Meaner, she's like, "Oh, whatever." Like, look at you—you're wearing black. This doesn't make any sense. and am just like, he was just on a soccer field. He took off his little, like, you know, number seven, and he's basically wearing his two pairs of of like soccer pants and then his hoodie, or whatever. But yeah, and again, walking down the street, it's so hot outside, and Victoria's like, "What are you doing? This makes no sense." Um, because they have this converse, whole conversation in the doorway before she even lets him into her studio. <laughs> it's so funny um anyway so yeah no it's, it's it's really great so they make their way in and so it looks as if um they're in her backyard and i would say that she probably has um a house and then she's in either the garage or like the guest house in the back and instantly we're into her setup so she has her mannequins and like uh drawings and everything kind of set up in in other places so she's using Malduvian, uh I would say, traditional ornamental decorations as inspiration. I think it's cross-stitching. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of crochet. So there's, like, cross-stitching, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: crochet. It's really beautiful. It almost, to me, it almost looks like snowflakes or... Before what I would think would be traditionally, I, at first I was like, is this Nordic? What's going on? But it's not, it's, it's traditional like Moldovian um, in terms of the, this. Mm, yeah, in terms of the motif, I would say, you know, like, like the patterns, the patterns are very Moldovian. But there's also something else going on with her collection. There's a lot of tan, a lot of khaki and a lot of words. So yeah. one in particular, which is her brand, kiops um mm. which is the name of a, of a of a pharaoh that she took and it's also her the name of her her brand kiops is, is a, an Egyptian pharaoh and that name is all over the collection it's it's everywhere so yeah I don't know it's it's kind of what what it looks like are very uh Victoria looking clothes with kiops just slapped on top of it um. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what you thought about this portion, but I thought uh, that Christian coming in and... Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, what are your thoughts?
1: I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I was very... This whole thing, I was like, oh, no, Victoria, I'm worried for you. I'm worried for you. But then I was like, why chaos? Like, I don't know. I don't know what the difference in age, if there is one between... um. Victoria and I, but I'm like, is that named really after the pharaoh or like after the French rapper who uses that name? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's I sort of like, why, why, what does I that mean, mean?
0: I, I, I really, yeah, because it's also, um, I mean, for me, I was mostly confused because Christian was like, it looks like he was pointing to all of the pieces. Like it looks like six different collections and what's going on here. And I'm like, I, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't really know where to start. I can't believe there's, there are, there's just so much khaki. And also going back to when she, yeah, it just seems like we haven't really seen a lot of khaki from her this season, but it seems like she was saving it. Like she really, really loves that color. And also decided to internalize a piece of, um, what do you call it a piece of advice from Carly that I thought was just out of this world because Carly's was like you know you need to think about different types of women wearing your clothes and perhaps design for them like just think think of that and for some reason I I think she interpreted that as you got 10 pieces to show so you make 10 different types of pieces for 10 different types of women and I'm like of all the things for you to listen to that's an that's the advice that you took. And then you go and you're just like, well, Kylie told me to to do all 10 different pieces. I'm like, I don't know. That's not what she said. That's not what she said. And anyway, but also at the same time, I don't know what Christian's talking about. To me, it it doesn't look, it looks like w- what she's already made. So for him to say, it looks like three different or like like 10 different types of women or however many pieces she had in there it was one of those moments where I just sat back and just listened Cause I didn't get it. I'm like, okay, it all still looks the same. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, but, but any, any other thoughts on that? Um, because then we do have our activity time with Victoria, which is basically hanging out with her husband and her yeah. son, Christian, not mm-hmm. Christian Christian. <laughs> um, Because so her husband comes from the front and is holding their son and the son's face just looks like so he he didn't say a word but in my head he was just like what is this you woke me up from the most glorious nap of my life to what (laughs) take me out into the wilderness to be observed by these like cameras and what is this because he just looked at the cameras and just gave the cutest little mean mug he's got a huge head he's just so adorable He's like, I am Christian, the baby from Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Where are my fruit snacks? And he's just not he's just not into it. Um, But we do get to hear a little bit more about Victoria's husband, who is Dan, and talks a little bit more about how he left his pro career in Moldova to move with Victoria to the US to pursue her career in fashion. And right now he's a truck driver and Victoria is like, I want to win this so that he doesn't have to drive anymore and we can be together more often um, because he's probably most likely um, earning the bulk of the money as a truck driver while they're in on, in Los Angeles on top of yeah. her, yeah, her, her, uh, her business. Yeah.
1: And I thought, Oh my gosh. I mean, this is one of, it seems like there's a lot of pressure
0: on Victoria. Hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. You know? Yeah. Especially if, and it's like, you know, I think this type of sacrifice that they're both making um, it, it, you know, her implosions, like her breakdowns make a lot more sense, but also we, and we've talked about this for, before, kind of like the zero-sum game of this it really is kind of she's I think she's feeling it as a zero-sum game I didn't get the impression from her husband that he's just like she's got to do this because look at me like I gave up everything for you everything it's it's it's. I think it's mostly like a care for the sacrifice that her partner has made for her but what's But yeah I definitely didn't get like the Outside pressure it definitely is like this external. I mean, internal um, type pressure from herself as well. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I yeah, it's a lot. Um, so Christian says goodbye to Christian and mm-hmm. and Dan <laughs> and Victoria, and then um, it's it's back to New York. So our last person that we get to visit. Is Jeffrey? Yes. Yeah. Who's been Who's been through some serious stuff? Oh man, yeah, he has. Do you want to go through his story? <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, I because it's a story. So,
1: okay, the whole thing. So Jeffrey pulled their meniscus skateboarding, so was injured for some time. Then had to take a high a high profile gig to make some money mm-hmm. and and broke up with their
0: partner yes <sighs> it's so much it's because i i was you know i would say i was very optimistic because when christian opened the door we see we see we say hi to jeffrey he's he's you no, know, he's a color of victoria's uh collection he's tan, not red, yeah. but then <laughs> you know, we get into the talking head and we hear a little bit more about what this, what all has been happening. And yeah, it's, he's under a lot of pressure and we also don't know what order Christian really has visited all of the designers. I would like to say that he went to New York's New Yorkers first. Um, so maybe he has maybe three months left, maybe, but we really don't know how much time and it doesn't seem as if he has been able to get that much done. Um, so and Christian says that, at whatever point he goes, he gets his visit from Christian. I don't think we see a single finished garment at this time. We see pieces and mostly his quote-unquote inspiration and his um, his sketches.
1: Yeah, in in Jeffrey's own words, in just showing some odds and ends of things and hypothetical swatches and sketches. <laughs> Yes. Odds and ends of things and <laughs> hypothetical swatches and sketches.
0: Okay. Hypothetical. Okay. I, so, okay, all right. So I know that he's been through a lot, Patricia, but do you think that there's a little bit of self-sabotage in this?
1: I think, you know what? I don't know, but I also think that Jeffrey needs to... Uh, Jeffrey thrives under the pressure that... Uh, Jeffrey thrives under pressure. Okay. That's motivating for them. That is so true. at this point, I'm like, this is Jeffrey's order. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? Um, part of me is like, okay, this is totally wild to me because <laughs> this is not, not how I would. Uh, okay, there's a little bit of Jeffrey in me too. The sort of like frantic anxiety. Yes, I get that. But I'm not sure if it's self-sabotage as it is en- anxiety management. Okay. Okay. But I think it's definitely like, oh my God, I'm I'm going through a lot of stuff, hmm. and the last thing I'm I'm thinking about is my clothes. Maybe, maybe, or even just I'm thinking so much about them, I can't even see what it, I can't even think anymore. Hmm. You know, because I think this is all a lot of pressure to have to work a job, to have to make a collection while recovering from an injury, while dealing with a breakup, and
0: hmm. so.
1: But But Jeffrey, as Christian pointed out, did not lack for ideas.:
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think so- we see that in his discussion with Christian in terms of what he's doing, because he kind of starts off talking a little bit about his dad having being an inspiration for him, um, and the idea that his dad has three purple hearts, but then goes off into talking about futurism quilted chainmail, a lot of techniques stuffing you know quilted stuffing holes of material and fabric manipulations um, it seemed like there was a lot of words and ideas coming out of Jeffrey's mouth um, with it being you know you only have like six weeks left
1: <laughs> yeah I mean Christians horror at the lack of expected progress
0: is mm. visible and communicated yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I'm worried at this point. I was just very worried about, about Jeffrey, but at the the same time I've always been worried about him and here he is in the top four. So.
1: I know. And and this is exactly why I, why I picked Tyler over Jeffrey. So (laughs) I, I really wanted Jeffrey for my bracket, but I was like, Oh, I thought we were having four rounds for some reason. And we had three. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick that young queen. Yes. <laughs> oh, but because I thought, Oh my God, Jeffrey's going to be, Jeffrey's going to stress me
0: out. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of feel like even at this point, you, you, if you had Jeffrey on your bracket, you would be the most stressed out of both of us. Yeah,
1: you <laughs> are still stressed and he's not in our bracket. I you know. know.
0: <laughs> I, I feel for him. And I, I'm this, and Jeffrey's the only person who didn't have an activity at the end of their session with Christian um, yeah. And so that made me even more worried. I was like, well, he, you know, he can't really do much because he's, he's, you know, walking with a cane. But no one could come over to the house to visit. No one. <laughs> we're not having a dinner or like a family get together or some type of, I don't know. But but also, we yeah. don't have time for that. He has to oh. get working. You can't do any activities, Jeffrey. Start sewing. Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 Okay, So that's the end of our visits with Christian. And we the next time we meet the designers again, it's when when they're all descending on New York Fashion Week in New York. So we get all these interstitials and these banners and these this slow mo panning of them dramatically walking down the street. Jeffrey's walking up the subway. Um, Victoria has just arrived out of her yellow cab and it's this it's so dramatic and feely about the you know, but also I think communicating the enormity of this moment that it's yeah. fashion week.
1: It's um, their
0: dream. It's their dream. Yes, yes. And so they're like there's they're, they're dream walking. I like I like that better than slow-mo. Like they're dreamwalking into their destination of just like fashion stardom and anyway. Um So then we kind of actually cut to their destination, which is the opening of Fashion Week 2020. And that's Christian Siriano's show. And I I already kind of mentioned it. I didn't realize that Christian Siriano opened it, but um, I posted on Instagram this side-by-side of his avant-garde piece um, that closed the show. So we kind of get these clips of... People running around and Christian very calmly asking people if things are done or when things are happening and telling his models to line up whatever, backstage hair and makeup. Um and that giant peplum flounce mermaid silhouette piece that um I think it went viral because of Leslie Jones just kind of screaming at it. <laughs> I mean at it, like the outfit that the model not that at the model, I think she was screaming at it at the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> what I was referring to. Um, yeah, but I, I thought it was a really great moment because again, you know, Christian is, uh, you know, the, a, a project runway winner, one of the, if not the most famous, because there are other ones that are pr- pretty prominent, but I think if anyone thinks of a project runway winner, they think instantly a Christian Siriano who's now a mentor And again, like a fashion world success and we get to see the process, the team, and it is a way of showing the designers like this could be you like this is something that you could see in your future if you are to work smartly, work hard and again, like motivation to get through the slog of Fashion Week because we learn that Project Runway is closing Fashion Week. (laughs) But we don't know who yet because we still got to choose our top people. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Any, any thoughts about this little moment of having the designers visit Christian's show? You know, I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, something that they didn't do last year, because if you all remember, last year's runway was not during Fashion Week. So I'm really, really glad that because I feel like there, you get the energy of the business business of Fashion Week, which I think, um, you know, we see the designers working in a whole different environment than last season. And I and I we also get how much more is on the line because they're closing Fashion Week. That's insane. Yeah. OK. All right. So there's a new workroom. We see the designers going back into the Manhattan version. I think it's the Manhattan version of their workroom. It might be Brooklyn. Um, we don't see the outside of it, but I'm just assuming. Um, so we go back in and their boxes are there ready for unpacking. Nancy falls into her own box looking for something. Um, and in the background, we cue some classic Project Runway music. If you clocked it. I mean, it's it's been around since season one and I love it. Every single oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> um but this is a you know another time where they're getting to show off their designs to each other getting the lay of the land and it there's some people who have changed quite a bit so i think nancy it looked looked at it as if she changed a lot of her designs after christian visited her and also victoria who states that when it, it, she said like 90 percent of her collection is different after christian Um, came to visit her and then Jeffrey just had to make his clothes. So of course (laughs) uh, he's got all new stuff, but the person who did not really change anything is my dear friend, Sergio, (laughs) who when Christian inside of his shade called his, you know, in in terms critically called one of his outfits a Victorian saloon girl, Sergio took that um and ran with it. He's embracing this. And, uh, you know, if it weren't Sergio, it would be just a blatant FU. But because it's Sergio, it is Sergio. Um, it's a, it's a subtle FU. Like it's a, it was, it's an unaware FU to Christian Ciorgato. That's how I'm interpreting it, interpreting it. But, um, you know, I just think it's just so wrong that he leaned into it. There's fringe everywhere. We're going to talk about it later, but oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, it's so it's I think it's so strange that he he went that direction, especially because the collection is supposed to be about glaciers and and climate change, but also Victorian saloon girls. All right. So anyway. okay. (laughs) So out of control, out of control. I mean, yeah, and and again, Patricia, if you have any any thoughts on Sergio, you you just you can just say them. Just just feel free. <laughs> again, because I could talk about it all day. But let's move on. Okay. Um, we have Carly, who comes in wearing one of Victoria's outfits, um, in khaki, and um is telling everyone she's like, yeah. Listen, guys, it's so great to see you. Um, I've got I've run in from a runway because I'm working as well as Fashion Week. But also just want to let you all know you all are so different. And we're so excited about your potential to make real impact on the industry. So we're throwing out the rule book. And they all (laughs) I mean, all the designers lose their minds. And it's like, what are you doing to us? Please, no more torture, no more torture. So, Patricio, what is, what are the rules now?
1: Well, the rules are that um, basically either two of them. So basically, they're going to put on an extra runway. They're going to have an extra runway show, kind of a pre-fashion week runway show to mm-hmm. decide who really does deserve to continue because there's four of them.
0: And it could be all four of them or two or two or three or three. I was waiting for her to go down to one. I'm like, can we just, are we just going to declare the winner this episode? (laughs) What's happening? Oh God. Um, And then, yeah, she tells them how, you know, they have to show three looks and they can decide however they want to show their looks to, to the judges. And the strategy is up to them. But I think she kind of throws in some wrenches there because it's like, yeah, you can you can show us some stuff that you are not so sure about that you don't think think are your best, but you need some feedback on, that's totally fine. You can save your showstopper, or you can show us your best three looks and wow us. You're like, you can do whatever you want. You can like wow us, you can not wow us. It's like up to you. And I'm like, I don't think that's not helpful <laughs> to hear. And I I also wonder. You know, I think I think all their brains are exploding in just a tiny little bit because essentially it's like it could be a double elimination or all of them could go. It's just, man, it's a lot. Oh, it's, it's never easy. Um, all right. So now they get to go on and they get to choose their models and um, and start the whole process before their final or I would say their penultimate runway show. Um, right. for the lucky, for the lucky ones. All right, but anything about this like model picking time that was important to, or anything that kind of stood out? Uh
1: it's it's just so obvious where the child ones are, the
0: childish ones are. You know, I mean, we all know, we all know. <laughs> but no, no you, further comments. Yeah, yeah, no comments <laughs> either. So they all p- pretty much get who they want, you know. Um. I think I think some they all fared out pretty well. And it's just like they're they're most for the most part fair adults. And so we get out of this without too much, you know, like fighting or like scratching. So we're we're all good. Um, We do go back to where they're staying which is confirmed, the Box House Hotel at the tip of Greenpoint in Brooklyn. I looked that up. Um, nice. I don't really care about kombucha leather but I do care about where exactly the box house hotel <laughs> is so <laughs> um, but I love this part because they get to really talk to each other on the couch it's just, just the four of them they're gently ribbing oh. each other yes yeah I thought this was I thought this was a lot of fun to, to watch them kind of kind of make fun of each other and finally it's so funny Victoria was like, someone do my accent, someone do it Do my accent. And, and no one did. I was like, this is the one opportunity that someone could have done. Victoria from Maldol of his accent. But um, gosh, that sounded more Caribbean than Maldovian. But <laughs> um, what so but Jeffrey goes at Victoria goes like, well, OK, cocky because you, you love cocky, khaki, not cocky. And we have that little clip where she just didn't know what the word meant but also reminding us of the point of time that she really, that confirms to me that she actually loves the color khaki. Um, And then she goes, no, actually let's confirm. What is cocky? I don't know this word. What is this? And I think it was, who was it? Uh, Sergio. He goes, cocky means when you think you're better than everyone else. And she goes, oh, oh, that's what people say about you behind your back. They call you cocky. (laughs) I mean, it's just like it's so funny because Nancy, in her talking head, said something incredible here where she actually tries to explain and, and shows some some sympathy for Sergio, and she's like, I think people misunderstand Sergio. He said some crazy things, but he's never been rude or cruel to another designer. and Can I
1: just I mean, if I think he's been.
0: I don't think he's been nice to any of them. I I agree. Even you, Nancy. Like even Nancy. he's you know I think no I ahead. think
1: I think Sergio's only being nice to Nancy because Sergio thinks that Nancy's n- no competition.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Oh wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. What a huh, yeah. That's a fascinating perspective. Because I think
1: he's I think Sergio's like, oh, look at Nancy. She's she's having a go at her dream life. And <laughs> she doesn't know what this is all about. I think that's the Sergio, you know, and I think that's why Sergio was so resistant to Christian because Christian actually mm-hmm. is more of a threat. It's so weird. To Sergio, Christian is more of a threat mm-hmm. than people who are in the competition with Sergio.
0: Really? It's hey, yeah. What, it's what to see. yeah, isn't that kind of dumb i feel like just 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 to be really trite about it i i totally agree with you like he's more (laughs) it's like are you in a competition or not sergio like what's going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah no he's so rude he's super rude so love you nancy but no sergio is hyper rude okay so let's go back to the workroom and um let's just kind of like we're we'll talk about this all together because this is pre um this is all pre runway and pre-final runway. And um we we kind of get a little bit more of the thought behind Jeffrey's... um uh oh yeah, what am I oh oh my god I lost my thought. Um Jeffrey's collection. Uh, because we have Christian coming in to kind of go around and do his final looks at everyone's outfits and everyone's collections and to kind of talk through a little bit about what they're going to show. So with Jeffrey, he's on this quest for his father's approval. And, yeah. and so, and I just kind of thought about how it's, we didn't really hear that. You know, I, you know, we hear about, we've heard about that throughout the entire season and, I think it was for me a, a, a bit almost kind of stunning to hear him say it blatantly that he's laying th- all of this on the line um, the, and has told us how important this runway show is. But on top of how great of an impact this could be for his career. Um, and he's also said that if he doesn't win this, I think he's retiring from fashion. But on top oh. of that, he wants his father's approval. I'm just like, Oh no, Jeffrey. Jeffrey.
1: Well, remember, I think there's a couple of things to keep in mind with this. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, I need daddy's approval. I think it's also, I've been going through hell. My partner left me. Who can I turn to? Oh, look. And I I suspect, I mean, we don't really know. And I have not gone digging about Jeffrey's life. But the way this has been edited in the beginning, it was like, oh, you know, Jeffrey did have a rough time growing up. Right. Jeffrey did not experience acceptance from family, including this parent, mm-hmm. uh, the father. So I think perhaps maybe Jeffrey is enjoying a reconnection and a re, kind of reconfiguration of a relationship, of a, a, a um, parental relationship. So I don't want to take that away from Jeffrey. But also keep in mind, I was thinking maybe I was being too strange for me, but um, uh, metaphorical. Uh, purple hearts are something that you get when you've kind of won in battle so maybe jeffrey feels like oh god this collection is my purple heart for what i've been going through somehow i think jeffrey is making these emotional connections and i'm there for all of the jeffrey healing (laughs) that there needs to be (laughs)
0: yeah no i i totally agree none of this surprised me
1: it's like oh of course you're going to Maybe reach into something that you would liked to have had comfort in the past, mm-hmm. but that wasn't. But now perhaps it's more so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You yeah. know, I'm just. <laughs> um, I mean, I I thought the you know, of course, this is a very Christian Sierra on a moment, um, very anti Tim Gunn, where he tries on Jeffrey's <laughs> bubble jacket. And it's just like a couture version of the the bubble jacket that Missy Elliott wore in um, the video for Super Duper Fly. It's oh, quilted and it takes up Christian's entire body. But also Christian Sir- <laughs> Christian Siriano from season four kind of came out because he's walking up and down. And he goes, oh my God, it's so fabulous. And it's like he couldn't even t- keep it to himself. And I think it's an amazing <laughs> jacket. Like I love that jacket and that kind of you know you know spoiler alert, Jeffrey doesn't put that into um the collection that he shows or the mini collection that he shows for the the judges, but even just that moment of affirmation was really wonderful to see because it was from from christian it's it's very it was very genuine. he just I think he wants to take that jacket home <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, let's go to Sergio because I mean I, I'm skipping over Victoria, but do you have anything from Victoria before I do that? Nope, yeah. No yeah it doesn't i I think she's there's not there wasn't really much there, but um with Sergio, I just wrote this down because you know again, since he's leaning into the saloon girl, look, I thought Christian said something very thoughtful where it's like, well, since you're leaning into period so this looks like a very period like collection since you went with full saloon Victorian um perhaps you could work with some of your details and your styling um because I think yeah he's he's like a, it's not looking old or lady or mature or mother the bride all those euphemisms <laughs> but it's it it is looking I think he's trying to say it looks more costume, so just be really careful, yeah. Um, We have Nancy, who, oh my gosh, I wrote this in my notes because, so again, I'm in Houston. I've got to fly back. Nancy, and also I'm out here for a conference um, where we were instructed to not hug people. And seeing Nancy give Christian a hug was so, it, it just stood out to me. I'm like, oh, a hug. Oh, it's pre- it's like pre COVID nineteen days, which was just a month ago. Um, anyway, so as I'm very I'm, a, I'm very aware of body proximity, but um, Nancy has figured out a way to use all of her fabric and is showing Christian these accessories that she made a ton of accessories to incorporate all the um, uh, the odds and ends that she ended up with, and um, I you know I. I'm curious. I would like to see what she actually made. And I also, in terms of her doing a a zero waste collection, um, of course, she would have to incorporate this into some really interesting bags. But bringing back the idea of a wine tote, (laughs) which I think is going to be her signature after this.
1: Well, that wine tote could also be a water bottle tote, you know? Yeah, exactly. carry your own water bottle. That's a zero waste idea.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be alcohol at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, it could be your your uh, Nyquil, who knows? I you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, we have our model fitting and um and you know, and 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 I'm it's I guess we can kind of maybe lump this into model fittings for the next day. But um, I just want to say that at the end of the day of after model fitting, Christian kind of does a wonderful flex because he's like, I open fashion week, but it's also Oscar season. So I've got to fit like a million people. So I won't be at your runway tomorrow. Bye. Um, <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> yeah, I loved it anyway. But again, it's like this energy where it's, Fashion Week. It's in the middle of award season, and we are reminded that Christian Siriano is a real designer in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is life, people. It's life. <laughs> this is what your schedule's going to be. And also, I can't believe he always looks so fresh. He never looks I, really tired. Yeah. Ever. Ever. What is that? I'm. D- anyway. Also because I'm exhausted because I've, you know, I've been in Houston for a few days, but it's, I've been going nonstop at this, at this conference. And I'm just like, how do you, you it, what are, what tea are you drinking? I would just like to know what is your regimen, but also he has a team. So I guess yeah. that's a part of it as well. Who knows? Um, yeah. Okay. So let's head to, it's runway day officially. So it's time for a penultimate runway. Um and we also have our our, our definite run through, but again, they're showing three looks. They've got three models to worry about, to fit, to do hair and makeup on. And um for hair and makeup, it's so funny because Nancy is passing around fruit snacks for everybody because you gotta Hilarious. keep your strength up. Like, <laughs> you want a snack? You want some fruit snacks? Are you okay? <laughs> Sergio, Jeffrey, you want some fruit snacks? And then she's offering it to the models who are just like, no. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Nancy, so much sugar, but thank you. (laughs) So wonderful. Um, okay. So now we have, um, let's actually get to the runway. All right. So listeners, this is where you can pull up your cheat sheet and follow along with us in runway order. Oh, yeah, or not runway order. And just like in the order that I put it. So So I'm not really sure if it's actually the runway order. Um, Okay, so let's start with our first collection. And um, we have for this runway our our normal judges because we have um, uh, Carly Kloss. We have Elaine Welteroth, Nina Garcia and Brandon Brandon Maxwell, but also Stephen Kolb who is the president of CFDA. um, I think this makes it an incredibly important runway because he's there. And Nancy points it out. Like he's going to be a part of the decision-making at the end and also facilitating their, their mentorship. So, um, so yeah. All right. So let's, let's start with Sergio and, and also we're going to also talk about the judging on top of it as well. So, We have, um, these first three looks and there is also like a moment in the workroom with Sergio because, um, this first model is wearing, I guess, the, the purity of nature, the most icy of everything, but yet it's very sheer. And, um, she had a bit of VPL visible panty line, um, And you can't really see it in the photograph, but you can see everything. You can see her underwear. Um, And he made this under corset to go underneath this, this overlay, but um, she's pretty exposed on this runway. Um, But let's talk about all three together.
1: Yeah. And you know what, what bothered me watching that? It's just like, what does anything mean to Sergio? Because, And this is why it's been really difficult for me to take Sergio seriously. One of the many reasons is that we have a scene before the runway where Sergio said, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this sheer. Did you hold it up to the light? You're just like, Mm. you don't lift fabric from your table when you're using your rotary cutter. You don't like lift it up a little. So it, you know, it goes from, I didn't know it was going to be this sheer to telling the judges, oh, it's, and I wrote this down. It's the femininity that Mother Nature has.
0: Yeah, I think but that was such a constant, bullshit thing that he just thought up on the top of his head. But
1: constant spin, constant yeah. spin, and I, th- I think that's what makes. Well, I don't know, but that's one of the things that also makes me angry is just the constant spin, constant spin. It's like, what's going on? Like, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> I mean, because he, I mean, uh, he's like in introducing everything. He's like, yeah, this is called Ocean Anthem. It's a title of this collection. I'm really passionate about stopping the Arctic glaciers to not melt anymore. So it starts with the purest white. And like the words that he's using to describe this. I don't know. Like it really says nothing about what it actually looks like because oh. he leaned into the saloon girl and said nothing about Victorian saloon girls. And it would, that would at least explain all the fringe and uh, maybe not the last dress. Cause I think the last dress, there's nothing really special about it. It's beautiful. It's heavy. So it's a feat of, you know, skill, I guess, but he, you know, why not just say, Hey, yeah, I had some issues with, I didn't know it was going to be that sheer, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he's he's really terrible at admitting that he's wrong or that he needs to to undo something and then redo it. He just can't be wrong. No. Yeah. Um, but anything that the judges uh, said or pointed out that huh. stood out?
1: Stephen Cole, it's so American to have to have a message.
0: Oh, burn. I thought that was a – I know he meant that as, like, a compliment, but I thought it was such a burn. <laughs> And Um, I'm thinking
1: where is, I mean, it's like the message is verbal. As Elaine eventually said, you're jumping from issue to issue, mm -hmm. you know, pick one, you know, but you have this like anemic Victorian saloon girl. Like, what is the message of that? Right. (laughs) Right. Like, what are we to deduce from this fringe? What are we to deduce from this whatever?
0: Um, Yeah. I think she, she skillfully took it away from, Let's you know this this pseudo message you have this performative um, political activism that you you know that you're poorly communicating and let's get to the close because there is a lot going on and even how long they go on with talking about how much is happening especially with this middle look with those sleeves. It's it almost like for some reason gives me a Dimitri vibe. Um, hmm. for some reason. But I think all of his dresses managed to look very heavy, very heavy on the bottom. And there really doesn't seem to be much of this progression that he's trying to show. And, um, it, you know, it doesn't really help with the styling, which is what I think Nina brings that in, where it just, it just doesn't help at all. Brandon yeah. clutches his met- metaphorical pearls and is like, you need to fuck it up. But I think it's too late. This is someone yeah. who doesn't do fucked up stuff. I think it would, it would serve him well, but we, he hasn't proven to us that he's able to be less than perfect, which is also to me, a little creepy. <laughs> just like, was, there's just like this, this perfection here, but again, impervious to anything that will make his clothes. Um, interesting to look at other than that you can do this stuff like there's a lot of stuff you can do great
1: yeah and nina said it this feels dated and Mm -hmm. i don't know how many people want to wear these clothes exactly like what more do you need to hear
0: all right let's move on to nancy yes okay share your thoughts on nancy oh
1: i thought okay so i thought um I think Nancy still has a lot of things to work out about the styling, but overall, I think that, um, I was really happy with Nancy's attitude Mm -hmm. on this because Nancy chose to, okay, so what I wrote down for the first look was like light catcher you know mm. the second the second look too much the third look not enough you know but what i thought nancy did was she took um project runways first ever out nonbinary model and dressed that person in this really fluid lustrous fabric mm-hmm. and then nancy also requested a model in a wheelchair to be on the runway so already you know, Nancy mentioned inclusivity at the episode one, right? Mm. But I think that Nancy did a great thing for the show because of these choices that I just mentioned. The show has a continuity
0: mm.
1: that um, I complained about, meaning the whole check, the, the whole like checkbox issue, uh, where we've had okay, we've had this come up and then we don't hear about it. We had another topic come up, then we don't hear about it. But Nancy is actually incorporating as much as she can of her vision Hmm. every time. So I actually, um, I thought it was good of her to respond to these conditions that the show treats like checkboxes and really incorporate what matters to Nancy onto the runway and on what the judges see. So... yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, and I I I really appreciated the judges' input, um, and and for this one in particular. So um, Stephen Cole from CFDA made a comment about the skirt for the first model because he was like, well, you know, she's sitting in this wheelchair, and then the fabric, how you've draped her her legs, it doesn't really feel like a skirt, so. There's a reveal as well. So I think that's also a part of it because um, she's made this cape for her where she has to unhook the front and then it rolls around um, and becomes like a cape on the back. But um, I know I, I noticed like the, the drape on the front just seemed really crumpled. But it's kind of like, you know, like the the thought of having to think a little bit more thoughtfully about how that looks on the front Uh, you know it's these are comments that we don't ever hear on Project Runway and these are things that we don't know if um if these critics have ever had to give feedback to other designers out in the world who are designing this way so yeah I I just thought it was very um very wonderful to see um I mean yeah I thought it was just very some something very instructive um for Nancy who is doing something very different and, and something that really hasn't really done been done before on this show um, but get r- really great feedback that I'm, I'm hoping she will I hope she will make changes to that skirt on the front
1: and Nancy's operating according to a set of kind of ethical thought processes mm-hmm. that are not as dominant in New York as I would expect them to be and especially not in New York fashion
0: nope nope not at all no. yeah so good point um, okay, so next we have Victoria, Victoria from Moldova, and it's a very Moldovan-looking collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's so the first look comes out, and the first thing I thought was, "Holy shit, separates!" I just yeah. I was so happy to see that. So happy that I just didn't think about the fit. So the the, the judges were all over her for the fit and not for the styling because I actually thought I thought the hats were really cool, but too much. There's a yeah. lot of accessorizing and you, she pulled back a little bit on her branding. So the name Keops is not all over the place. It's still there very subtly. I thought the colors were so dour and um, I'm thinking that this is February. So this is what spring? I mean, if they're, so for Fashion Week, this is a spring collection, I think, Um, or maybe winter, or I don't know. I don't know what season um, they're (laughs) showing. Whoops. But... This
1: past March, they showed winter. Winter,
0: okay, okay. Yeah. This is definitely maybe winter in Los Angeles via Moldova, maybe, but the colors, I just was so worried about them. It's a lot of khaki, and sparkly khaki, too.
1: Yeah, and excuse me, I didn't want to interrupt you, but um, this past February, not this past March. Right, this past right. Fe-
0: February, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you? Where are you I, I, yeah. What were your thoughts on this?
1: You know, I thought it was like just too much, too much all over again. I thought the first look had a great top, mm-hmm. but the pants were terrible. The second look was just too much, and the third look again, not enough.
0: <laughs> hmm, interesting.
1: Um, but I thought, yeah, I. You know, Nina didn't like the jacket on the first look. I actually liked it. People who are my size, who are kind of like, I guess, average height to short, five three, whatever, mm-hmm. um, like jackets like that because it kind of elongates us a little bit. Um, oh, but I think Nina was opposed to how it was—the tailoring. Yeah. I thought. I thought look two, look two with that cap. That cap was out of line with that look. Oh yeah. I thought that cap would have gone really well with the third look. Yes.
0: I totally agree. Yes. You know, but also, and and because when the third look came out, I'm just like, ah, oh, come on another hood. You have hats. Yeah. <laughs> put a hat on her, even if it's sparkly because like she's wearing this tailored blazer on top, which is already a nice kind of, yeah. you know, opposing feel. So why don't you put a hat on that? The middle, the middle piece was the most Victoria. And I think that's probably why she chose it. Um, I would have loved to seen something else underneath that coat. I love a coat. And I think yeah. that's a great coat and I've never seen her make a coat. So why would you anyway, whatever I put your arms to those sleeves so we can look how that falls. But and, yeah, and yeah, get rid of that purse. So yeah. yeah get yeah. rid of that purse. Get rid of the purses. Yeah. All right. So Let's move on to Jeffrey. Yeah. Bubbles and pleats. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, and so, okay. I just want to say this conjured memories of Jamal from last season. Oh,
1: interesting. Jamal, who was on my bracket. Yes, was
0: on your bracket. <laughs> and also because I, we haven't seen anything that Jeffrey's made, right? Um, when Christian went to his apartment, there was nothing there. I think I was very surprised to see how much oversized, fitted, quilted jackets there were. But also because I've seen a lot of this with my limited knowledge of fashion in the real world that's not Project Runway. (laughs) Um, It didn't really look that new to me, um, especially with the first look, with the bubbles and the pleats. It just, I think Fidgen looks great. Um, Yes. But it didn't feel new in a weird way. I don't know. How did you feel about this?
1: You know, uh, um, all three looks or the first look.
0: All three looks. I thought
1: that it was overall very Jeffrey. So A plus on staying true to Vision. Okay. But I thought the second look was very much... You know, I I wear a holster all the time, so I'm going to do this open neck dress that's kind of (laughs) holster-ish.
0: Because he called it an open bra. And I was like, whoa, open bra. Interesting. You know, I think
1: that was called an open bra. Yeah.
0: But but I think I I think you're right on with the harness idea.
1: You know, it was just like, okay, I didn't understand the styling. Why did everybody have to have those kind of like scrapey nails, you know? Mm hmm did not understand um but overall i think jeffrey did a a pretty good job
0: yeah i i liked the so the my i think my favorite thing out of all of this and i'm glad that he showed it was in the last look the um the model is wearing something that christian siriano calls pants and hanging friends like the all yeah. these little hanging things that he calls them friends and I was <laughs> I was like, that's a great word for it. But it also is something that I wouldn't think would come from Jeffrey. And I, I really appreciated that. I wish it were, I don't know. I would have liked the coat to be closed up a little bit, but I get it. It's just that, um, I don't know. Like I just, it's, I think I want to, I definitely would like to see more to understand what is going on because Jeffrey's collection is the most mysterious, um, in terms of just not knowing what he has. Um, I also think it's interesting that uh, they've, you know, during the judging it, Brandon called out his use of metal mesh, which is a material that I'm not familiar with. And we get to see a version of metal mesh with Versace of how they've made this. And I, and for me, not really understanding, not really knowing on site what middle mesh looks like to get a, to get a Versace look like a run, like a red carpet look versus this middle piece, which I believe that's middle mesh. Um, it made that dress look overworked and, um, not necessarily, you know, I don't think that's how the Versace dress look, which was very, it looked as if it, it was just draped and, um uh very again like liquidy but um effortless not a lot of shape going on um I don't necessarily think that's how it's supposed to look but it it, I don't know it kind of made Jeffrey's middle look appear to be really rough compared to the like what middle mesh looked like on another outfit
1: right I agree yeah but Jeffrey probably made that four minutes
0: before <laughs> you know? oh my God, I hope not. Holy crapness!
1: I, I hope not too, but you know you know how Jeffrey goes. It's panic, 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 and then five minutes before it all magically
0: appears, you know yeah, yeah, uh, all right. Well, anything else about Jeffrey or the runway in general?
1: No, but can we comment on what judges said now? Yes, yes, I'll, go I'll ahead. Just, so I was, I thought it was just such a interesting, interesting in a bad way, or just mm. kind of huh, like I had this huh, kind of feeling when Stephen Kolb said, we have three beautiful models, Jeffrey, and there's no sexiness about any of
0: them." Yes. Oh, thank was, you so much for pointing that out.
1: I was kind of like, well, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not true. But also, why does sexy has to be this? One, like this, like, why does sex have to be the thing you think that means?
0: I, yeah, I I totally agree. Because, I'm sorry, Fidgen looks amazing in a bubble outfit or in whatever Victoria puts her in. Who? Yeah, I, I, okay, and also on top of, you know, on a runway where there's a lot of firsts going on and a lot of thoughtfulness going towards how... We can be helpful for these designers i just thought that i think steven gave some of the most helpful advice and then this was i think the least helpful
1: the least helpful at all oh go ahead no
0: no go ahead no no no, i i got so i i wrote that in my notes but for some reason i i and i didn't write this but i think i remember looking at jeffrey's face and hearing him go okay it sounded as if he didn't internalize that i was like i think jeffrey hears that wants to acknowledge it and be polite to Mr. CFDA, but I don't think he's going to do anything different. I don't think he's going to show more skin. Like he's not going to unstuff. Like there was a, there's a a, a whole invasion of the feathers in the workroom. He's not going to undo all that work so that we can see more of vision's (laughs) arms. Exactly. And I
1: think that Jeffrey's work is so much about the armor Mm. You know, it's so much about, like, I'm covered. I'm here for, like, I'm here for the go. I'm not here for you to, like, fantasize about me, right? So Mm. what a a disconnect, right? And I think this is it's just highlighted a disconnect. Mm. You know, another disconnect that we had earlier in the episode where, you know, there's nothing wrong with the color white, but when you assign notions of purity to it, that takes on a whole other meaning, you know? Yes, yes so like another thing that it's sort of like, Oh, like, I don't know. So like comments like that, uh, I sort of go, Oh God, it's like face palm.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it will be interesting. I, you know, I, I just, I feel like this is, I, I, I really, honestly, I, that makes me so excited about the final episode. Um, because I mean, it's, Again, these are the previews. And then there is also this negotiation of how much do you show the judges that you've changed and how do you, you know, I guess, I don't know, make it seem as if they were helpful or make it seem as if you were acquiescing a little bit to their comments. Um, And so the thing with Sergio cause you you brought up the whole purity white purity thing, blah, blah. I, I can't wait to talk more about that. I hope we get a chance to talk more about that yeah. in, um, you know, coming up, but it's like, those yeah. are, those are all things that really need to be unpacked and, and really dig into because this is the first time we're going to see a bunch of looks from them and they've had time to think about this stuff. They've had five months, um, I think I've kind of spoiled it, but maybe not. So, let's let's, let's like <laughs> Let's move on to the next phase. So we have so that was the end of our runway show and they dismiss the designers. And then Carly turns to the judges and she says the words, "Judges, <laughs> do you think that all four designers have done enough to prove to us that they deserve to make it to New York Fashion Week. And then what happens? Patricia. Who goes on to Fashion Week? Well, we don't know, right? Wait, what? We don't ha- huh? What? We don't know. Wait, what's happening? Yeah, we we don't <laughs> we don't know we get we get
1: a segment of like everybody looks at each other nina goes no like there's very careful <laughs> carefully constructed edits on behalf of the editing team but we really know nothing and we but we've seen this season enough times to know that the editorial team is very sassy
0: <laughs> oh so super sassy i mean cuz i mean yeah yeah do you so do you do you have any clues from Nina's face? Like can you extrapolate? Can you project? Can you like predict?
1: I mean, I can take a guess on who I think won't go. okay, but I also can see why certain people would go. So for example, if Sergio goes, it's really because of tailoring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not because of vision, right. I, I think Victoria might be on the fritz here. Hmm. Maybe. At the same time, you know, there's a shot of Stephen Kolb kind of looking at her as if she has just descended from the heavens in a cloud, <laughs> you know, so, in a white cloud. So I kind of wonder okay, so maybe Victoria is safe once again because it's better to have more thoughts than no thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Sergio, no thoughts, but decent tailoring. Sometimes, not even all the time. Mm -hmm. But in these three looks, I think the sleeves on look two um, and the workmanship on look three maybe saved him. I think Jeffrey is going to go forward.
0: I I agree, too. I kind of believe that all four of them are going. Um, Just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just have a feeling because I honestly can't think of, especially uh, from the feedback who wouldn't go forward. I would honestly predict the person who wouldn't. um, I, I, I I would say perhaps Victoria, but we have no idea, even from the clues or the, the clips from next week, everything is positive. All the, like oh my god this is like the best collection we've ever seen and like you really brought it. and like you made the changes that you want what we wanted you to make and you know nothing negative no clues at all um there's even like a, a really brief shot of the first runway show and a look coming behind the scrim but we don't really get to see it we have no idea there is no reference the only thing we know is that the guest judge it's Serena
1: Williams. Oh, I, I, yes. Thought of you when I saw that. I'm
0: so, Thought of you. I'm so, <laughs> oh my God. So, this is what I love. Okay. Because I, I kind of, I always think about like, what if I got a chance to go to see one of the Project Runway um, finale shows? I think I would say no because I don't want spoilers. I don't want to see the final five because you all know that they have runways for. eight people so that the journalists who are there can't spoil it for the viewers. And I'm, I'm always like, I don't ever want to see one of the run of my shows, but if Serena Williams is going to be there, I'd say, yes, I just kind of pretend that I don't know. I'd, I'd fake it as much as I could, but if Serena Williams were the guest judge and I would have said like, yes. Oh my God. So excited. (laughs) All right. Um, Listeners,
1: this means Serena Williams is going to be a guest judge on the next episode this means our next episode is going to be five hours oh my god so line up your at home mani Petty your mindless <laughs> filing all the
0: things that you, you can automatically do while listening line them up <laughs> because I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write down everything she says I'm just warning everyone I'm just gonna I'm gonna just <laughs> type down every single word every single look. I'm going to analyze all of it. I'm just, I'm going to bring in like references from all of the U S opens and all that I've seen her play in. I'm just going to, it's going to be wild. Um, Can't wait. Prepare. Can't wait. Oh my God. Like my two favorite things is tennis and project runway together. Okay. All right. So, so Patricia, yes. (laughs) Any final thoughts before we say goodbye On this like record-breaking episode of ours, we're under, I think we're under two hours. This is insane. Um, And also, can you, can you remind everyone how to find you? And then if you have anything to share.
1: Nothing to share. I have, um, well, I've been hanging out in the, the workroom Instagram account. Um, So look for me there, reading everybody's comments. And um, I can be found on Twitter and on Instagram as Sense and Sight, that's Optical Sight and Common Sense, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. Um, actually, look for it on Instagram, because I'm actually having a talk in a couple of weeks. I'm showing a presentation of uh, some photographs that I've been taking, queens, are, they're photos of architecture, but they're not architectural. But they are photos of queer spaces in borough. so if you are in the New York city area and you happen to be in midtown on march 19 come on by but you have to register it's free bring your you know bring your kids bring your grandma it's all very very you know safe for work (laughs) You you know you have to register even
0: though it's free yay um yeah and and i will also be there it's already marked in my calendar and then as for me you can find me on all of the social mediums at ernez h-e-r-n-e-a-s-e and at my uh website ernezdavis.com um i also have um the ig slash twitter slash everything for nailing in our our show notes as well and again keep sending us your emails in the workroom at gmail.com join us on instagram at the workroom podcast and in our with our facebook community of people at facebook.com forward slash the workroom um it has been so much fun to uh to read in and read everyone's comments and everyone's frustrations and the things that they're happy with the things that they disagree with us with um y'all are hilarious and it's it's really really fun the next time we gather, it'll be all three of us. So Naylon will be on the podcast as well. So all three of us will be in the workroom for our, our Dream 3 episode. So until then, we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.